I was recently interviewed by a newspaper in the area, and they were asking me where I found the confidence to talk about espionage. And I tried to explain that it's not confidence at all. It's courage. And I tried to explain that courage and confidence are not the same thing, but that often they're mistaken for one another. I don't know that I got my message across very well with the newspaper, so I want to take some time today to expand on that and hopefully help share with you why I see a difference between courage and confidence and how important it is to understand that difference. You see, confidence is something that a lot of people are pursuing right now, and confidence is something that authors are writing books about and podcasters are podcasting about, and everybody wants it. Well, what happens when everybody wants something is we start to make it accessible. We start to turn it into a product. We start to think that it's something tangible. Confidence is none of those things. You see, confidence isn't something we can possess. Confidence is something that other people project on us. To say it a different way, we can never feel confident. The best that we can do is make other people feel confident in us. It's a small difference, but it's an important difference. When folks call someone confident, what they're really saying is that they see something in that person. They see that, that that person is willing to take risks, that that person is willing to face fear, that that person shows this outward appearance of being unfazed by challenges. We never say that somebody is confident about something mundane. We always say that people are confident about something extraordinary, right? The person who's, confident, who's a confident athlete or a confident speaker or a confident teacher. We never say that somebody's a confident dishwasher or that someone's a confident floor sweeper because those things are mundane. So you see, confidence really doesn't have to do with capability. Confidence has to do with an assessment of how someone faces adversity. Well, courage is exactly that. Courage is the willingness to face adversity, to be afraid, to be unknown, to be uncertain, but to do it anyways. That is courage. Courage is the willingness to go headlong into adversity without knowing the outcome. Now, when we see somebody acting courageously, we oftentimes call them confident instead of calling them courageous. And that can be a dangerous mistake to make. The 2018 Olympics were held in Korea. And during the Olympics, there was a story that came out talking about the stress disorders and the anxiety that Olympic athletes suffer from immediately following the Olympic Games. And for many years, it wasn't talked about. It was actually shunned. Trainers, coaches, and athletes all know that it exists, and it has a long documented history, but people were not talking about it. You see, Olympic athletes are the representation, the representatives of their country. And when you watch those Olympic athletes, you see confidence. You see that they know how strong they are, how fast they are, how talented they are. What we project on them is confidence. But that is not how they themselves feel. 
the Michael Phelps and the Hussein Bolts of the world don't walk around feeling like they are the best. They walk around certain that someday somebody will beat them. One day they will no longer be the fastest. And they are afraid of what will happen when that day comes. What will that do to their career? What will that do to their sponsorships? What will that do to their country? That is an extraordinary amount of stress to carry. And when they go into those Olympic games, every two years, every four years, if they're just an athlete for the summer or the winter, they go in and they are unsure, uncertain, if this is the year they get beat. Maybe this is the year that they win, but maybe this is the year that they get beat. That is courage. Facing the unknown, facing the risk, even though you know you might lose, that is courage. Now, when we call people confident and we don't highlight the fact that they're being courageous, what we do is we shut down the door for them to talk about their vulnerability. There's a reason you haven't heard Olympic athletes talk about their fear. There's a reason you haven't heard them talk about their doubt, their stress. There's a reason you don't hear about their disorders, you don't hear about PTSD among Olympic athletes, even though it's documented. And it's because the public at large projects confidence on these individuals. And when you project that confidence, you shut down the avenue for them to disagree, for them to present something different. If we understood and accepted that what they are doing is being courageous, and we projected that courage on them, then we are immediately acknowledging that there is fear and there is doubt. By acknowledging that fear and that doubt, we give them the opportunity to share with us their vulnerability. These are Olympic athletes, the best in the world, can you relate to that feeling? Can you relate to what it feels like to project falseness, to project what you hope others will interpret as courage and hide your own fear and hide your own doubt? And when you project that image and when it's successful and when these people think that you are courageous, when you're a courageous boat captain or when you're a courageous employee or when you're a courageous adventurer, when people accept your courage, do you then also feel like you cannot admit your vulnerability to them? I know how that feels. People project on spies all sorts of confidence. People think that we are Confident speakers, confident thinkers. People think that we speak languages with ease and they think that we understand everything about technology and that we understand everything about a foreign culture, that we are master planners and master negotiators. Now we do have skills that allow us to do many of those things. And we do practice and refine and try to master languages and negotiation and manipulation talents all the time. But we are uniquely aware that at any given moment, we could be discovered, arrested, kidnapped, tortured. We could be disappeared. And that is terrifying. 
You see, spies are not confident, they are courageous. And right now, tens of thousands of American spies are out there working every day, undercover, overt, some of them retired and come back into service as a contractor. They are all working courageously. And when others see them, they assume that they are being confident, that they are just confident people doing what confident people do. And that shuts down any conversation about the vulnerability or the fears that those officers have. Just like this story in the 2018 Olympics highlighted that Olympic athletes struggle from stress disorders and struggle from uh, eating disorders and have all sorts of post-traumatic stress issues from the Olympic Games, so too do spies suffer greatly because they don't have an outlet to discuss the challenges of being courageous. You see, not everybody understands or knows that the CIA has one of the highest divorce rates of any organization in the United States. We often joke at the agency that the agency starts to process your divorce papers as soon as they receive your marriage certificate. It's true. They, the joke, the running joke is that an agency officer will marry and divorce twice in their career. That's sad. That's not funny. And the closer it is to the truth, the more you understand how much people sacrifice for their career. And that's just the agency. And that's just talking about marriage. We're not even discussing substance abuse issues. We're not even talking about post-traumatic stress disorder. We're not even talking about the worst case scenario when a stressed, failed officer decides to commit treason against his own country and spy for a foreign intelligence service. And that's what happens. That's the biggest fear that the agency has. Above putting someone in the hospital, above putting someone through therapy, the biggest fear that they have is that one of their own officers will become so overwhelmed with the work, overwhelmed with the responsibility, that they will actually convert themselves into an espionage case for a foreign country. We've seen it with Aldrich Ames, we've seen it with Robert Hansen, we've seen it with Anna Montez, we've seen it in the Navy, we've seen it in the Army, we've seen it over time and time immemorial. There will always be espionage and there will always be those people who suffer so much from committing espionage that they end up falling victim to it themselves. Because we don't give them the avenue to talk about the fact that they are being courageous, that they are facing their fear Without certainty, of the un, without certainty of the end result. We can't let that happen to ourselves. We owe our children and our spouses and our peers so much more than that. We owe our Olympic athletes and our soldiers and our spies so much more than that. We owe them the respect of understanding that they are not confident people, they are simply being courageous, that they are facing their fears, they are facing the unknown, and they are doing it for our best interest, if we can understand that, if we can respect that, and if we can meet them from that perspective, then how much better will our world be when Olympic athletes don't have to come home ashamed of their performance, when soldiers don't have to come home broken from PTSD in the field, when EMTs and fire department employees and police officers, when they no longer struggle to hide 
how they feel, to hide the fear and to hide the doubt about when is the next foot going to drop? When am I going to get shot in the field? When am I going to get hit by a car? In all of these instances, there is trauma and there is stress and there is mental health that needs to be addressed that is not being addressed. And a big part of why it's not being addressed is because culturally we mistake confidence and courage. I understand that people will try to sell you on how you can be confident. And I understand that many of you may have already been sold and you may have bought the books and you may have bought the audio recordings and you may have bought the courses that will teach you how to be confident. I am giving this to you for free. You cannot be confident, but you can be courageous. Let other people call your courage confidence. Let them call it craziness. Let them call it whatever they choose to call it. The change that you want inside you does not start the day you become confident. The change you want does not start the day someone else sees confidence in you. The change that you want happens the day that you start being courageous, the day that you acknowledge the fear, you acknowledge the doubt, and you do it anyways. That is everyday espionage.